everybody, and welcome to Throllers. I'm joined once again with Chris Reynolds. How you doing, Chris? Uh, g'day, Alan. Very well. I've got uh, I'm hanging out in the nursery with Theo tonight. So if you hear any dolphin baby sounds in the background, uh, Theo is our special guest. Nice, very nice. Cool. Well, we'll try to we'll try to keep it down for him. <laughs> yeah. uh, bit of an impromptu one today, which is good. I was just kind of thinking about it, and you were available, and bang! All of a sudden, we're doing a potty. So that's exciting. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm on a couple of weeks leave uh, to hang out with the young one and turns out the little ones sleep a lot. So uh, this is a good way to spend my time. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Another good way to spend your time is playing Stony Leagues, uh, which is a nice little segue. I didn't make it, but you were there. I tried actually getting in, but uh, I looked too late and it was packed. Uh, we had the new layout, which, uh, courtesy of uh, Danger Ranger. <laughs> How did it play? Yeah, yeah. So obviously we mentioned, talked about that on the last podcast. Um, and yeah, Melbourne have pivoted really quickly and really proactively and it's uh, a great step by the club. Um, and yeah, it played well. I, I, I'd say it's probably playing easier, but not, not dramatically easier. Like a stroke, two strokes at most. Um you know, for the listeners out there, if you haven't been out, uh, if you haven't played the new layout and the way the club's going to do it, um, essentially, I'll run through them quickly. Ten's in play. Um, Eleven is just replay two. Twelve is replay three, but with an island. So um, I don't think that's making the hole any easier. Uh, Thirteen is replay four. Fourteen. Um, this is where it gets tough. Fourteen is replay five, but with a double mando. Um, and yeah, it's brutal. Just having a scroll down, they wear three birdies on it in the field um, with way more bogeys and double bogeys um, in the field on 14. 15 is replay six. 16 is uh, replay seven. Uh, 17 is replay eight um, with Mando Tunnel. Um, uh, and uh, Eamon Dawson got the, uh, got the lone birdie on 17. No, no, I've read that wrong. It's Faz. Farron, good luck trying to say his last name, Farron. He got the solo birdie on that hole. And then 18 still in play. So when it all when it's all said and done, I reckon it's a stroke easy, uh, maybe a stroke and a half. Penn got 17 as well, mate. Don't leave him out. He'll be, he'll be furious on the phone. Oh, oh, how can I miss Penn? How can I miss Penn? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of, all right, so let's get into results. Penn... I quizzed him. PB before um, the round started was uh, casually a minus four. Bang. Now, obviously, the course has changed. You know, I've said maybe it's a stroke, maybe it's a stroke and a half easier. Like, let's call it six under his PB. Um, and he's gone and pieced together a nine under um, with two OB strokes in there, I see as well. So it could have been double digits pretty easily. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, some other notable mentions. Um, we obviously had the Bald Hill Bully uh, <laughs> and um, got double digits. Uh, Mark Hardy on the back of his awesome performance against Kale, managed a nine under. Um, all of the Maisies came along. I got to play on the Maisie card actually with Sean Owen and Glenn. That was pretty cool. Um, you know, Glenn missed, Glenn missed a few parts, a couple of shots he would want back, but he, he really solid eight under. Um, the MA4 
winner with the last name that we can't say. We're just going to call him Picante again. <laughs> it, did message, it did message me the phonics of how to say it. He had the only clean round. So, um, oh, wow. Yeah, bogey free, only clean round for uh, the day that has to get a mention uh, with four under. And, yeah, I managed a, a nice uh, little 12 under. Not bad. Which I, which I was pretty happy with as well. Yeah, not bad at all. <laughs> yeah. Couple shot victory. Uh, s- s- super still conditions, um, but a bit wet. Um, but, yeah, very, um, very scorable conditions. Not much wind to speak of. So, uh, not to, not surprised to see 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 people under the card yeah big yeah. nah cool so overall the changes are not too bad then yeah it's still fun it's still disc golf isn't it so yeah um it, it it'll play all right i think you know the the season's wrapping up they're always down the halfway season this year the club so be interesting to see if they make further pivots and what and how they engage the western suburbs whether or not they want to bring in melton or werribee or something into the fold uh will be interesting to see but i thought it, I thought it played well. It was full, and it actually helped with flow because with the not having two holes playing at the 17s basket or whatever it might be, yeah. um, I think it actually helped with flow because, as you said, it was packed out and there was no hold-ups, so I think it might have even actually helped with flow. Plus hole 14, uh, waiting for people on that path is normally a bit of an issue. And uh, exactly. I've, uh, I've definitely tried to play that double Mando in the past uh, as a cool little forehand option or just a, a straight backhand if you're feeling spicy. And it's tough. So that's uh, that's a pretty cool pivot. They've done really well with that, I think, uh, to, to force that into play. That's a really good idea. As Same as 17. I think making the the Mando through the tunnel on 17 is, is really smart. Um, I suck at that, but I suck just as bad at normal 17. So I don't think that's going to make too much of a difference for me. I'm um, not burning it either way, um, but yeah, no, nah, cool. Sounds like they've they've done a really good job. So yeah, but uh, I do like your idea of yeah possibly mixing it up and doing the second half in Melton or something like that. So that could be cool too. I still haven't been out to Melton, so that'd be a good excuse for me to to go check it out. If you didn't have uh, prior arrangements on Saturday, I'd uh, encourage you to get out there. They're doing a little impromptu. Uh, get together out at Melton. I'll shout it out now. It's going to mention it later in the podcast, but there is a gap in the league day schedule on the club calendar. Um, and uh, yeah, I had a look. They've set it up on metrics, and there's already 11 people signed up. So sorry, I just lost you to do on... for a minute. Are we there? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Here. And um, I was just saying, there's an impromptu event out at Melton this weekend. Um, so if you can jump on metrics. It is on the Sunday or the Saturday. I don't actually know. You'll find it. Um, get out to Melton. Yeah, cool. I did see that. Uh, Brett Bobridge getting that set up. Um, cool. I like that. We need more of those little someone just decides to make an event thing. That's cool. I like that. So good form by Brett. Yes. Um, cool. So last week we were talking about how Bainey was in Europe and about to get going on his little European adventure, and he's one tournament deep. That is true. This is true. Uh, with a... What did he get in the end? Oh, where is he? 39th. Yeah, just missed out on cash. 35th place got 
Cash, who was a couple strokes behind that. A uh, little stiff because he was in the top 40% of the field. I, I thought that was normally the the cutoff. He was well within the top 40%, actually. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure what numbers they use, but, uh, yeah, a little bit off cash. And, and the bottom place cash wasn't even that bad, 258 US. So yeah, true. one uh, one of those double bogey holes that he had gone into a par could have... Um, could have gone a long way for him, but good signs at least. He had a very hot second round that basically made his whole tournament. Uh, yeah, that was huge. 1026 rated, uh, one of the higher rated uh, rounds in the event uh, type thing, actually. Um, yeah, pretty huge round. Yeah, I think uh, I think 50 was the best score on the weekend. Oh, that was a 49. The forty nine, the best score on the weekend, and yeah, he ended up. A, there's a there's a forty seven. Oh yeah, jeez. All right, never mind. Ignore. By a thousand, <laughs> by a thousand and by a thousand and nine rated golfer. Yeah. Um, the winner, Maori Villeman, right, goes ten forty nine, ten forty five, ten sixty golf, thousand nine rated golfer. It's amazing. Cool. Two thousand US, huge. That's amazing. So. Paul McBeth would have podied him, did he? Paul McBeth, yeah, he was there. Yeah. Thirty <laughs> first, uh, just a couple ahead of Bainey. So he made the cash. He was three strokes ahead of Bain. Um, yeah, very close. They were almost card mates for a second. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, not uh, not even his best year, old P McB, but hopefully a bit of a European getaway will fire him back up. So I'm sure. Bainey would have liked a better event, and he's obviously played subage rating, but you can say my best round was as good as Paul McBeth's best round. That's true. Better. Yeah. Oh, no, same, sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was looking at a different guy. Yeah, no, his, exactly. His best golf is the same as Paul McBeth's best golf. I can't say that. <laughs> I, I definitely can't say that. <laughs> no, that's cool by him. So he's got another event this weekend? Yeah, this weekend. And so I had a quick look at the event that he played. Um, there was a bunch of 1,000-rated golfers, like um, nearly 20 um, 1,000-rated golfers, the one that he just competed in. Um, but the one coming up this weekend, which is the fir- Euro-, Euro Tour 1, um, there is only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven golfers with a higher rating than Bainey playing. Really? Oh, yeah. that's exciting. Well, there you go. He could be within a chance here. Yeah, so um, there's obviously some uh, some names on there that we're familiar with. Uh, Paul McBeth's back on there. Silver Lart, who um, doesn't play much anymore, but he's on there. Um, there's a guy out of Iceland, so I'm really keen to see how this kid goes. I've had the pleasure of playing a couple of events with him. Blair Orn Argensen, uh, 1005 rated golfer. Um, he must be about 20 now. Um, but... Yeah, I know he's done some American events. I'm keen to see how he goes on the Euro Tour this year. Um, how he goes up against Paul McBeth as well. And, yeah, cool. Um, Scott St- you'll find Scott Stokely on the list as well. Ah, exciting. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, that's definitely what to look out for. We'll, yeah. we'll have to keep an eye on that. Definitely. Uh, so, the podcast is getting pretty big now. Uh, well, yes. People are, people are trying to get around it. And we've actually had a couple of sponsors reach out. So this is true. Yeah. Um, so sorry guys to interrupt, but yeah, we gotta we gotta do our thing by our sponsors. 
The, uh, we'll get better at this. We, we should have opened with them. We'll get better at this. Yeah, sorry, sponsors. Some, yeah, yeah. Some sort of like real land, here's our sponsor intro uh, could be the way to go in the forward, uh, in the future, but we'll uh, just chuck it in here now because we just remembered. <laughs> uh, so Uber Eats actually reached out. Uber Eats messaged me and um, you've heard of them. Yeah, they're pretty big. They, they, yeah, they like what they're doing and, and they wanted to be a sponsor. So, um, yeah, thanks, Uber Eats. Um, they use promo code BROLLERS for 10% off your Uber Eats order. Uh, and their slogan, Uber Eats, because... Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> order, You've got one job. Order Uber Eats because eating at home is better than eating alone in a restaurant like some loser. So... So yeah, thanks, uh, thanks Uber Eats for your support. Awesome. Um, I'll we'll jump straight back, straight into the second sponsor, um, a much lesser known company, but you are like you may have heard of them. Obviously, you're a passionate cornhole player. Yes. Yeah. So um, an up and coming company in the world of cornhole is the company Cornhub. Oh yeah, definitely. They're like the latitude yes. sixty four of cornhole building. There you go. So conventional wisdom states that your corn bag should be consistent. Well, at Cornhub, we say consider this. Saggy bags, firm bags, plump bags, all available in our corntastic cup sizes. Cornhub, where any hole is a goal. Excellent. Thanks for your support, Cornhub. If, uh, if anyone out there has a company they think would like to sponsor our podcast, please, please let us know. <laughs> Get around us. Get around us. Um, Portland Open. Oh, big. Big. I was quite enjoying that this weekend. What uh, What did you see that you liked? First of all, my tips. I I just am having no luck with my tips. <laughs> it's a bad um, year so for you. Yeah. I um only like one MPO player was like in the, I don't know how many tipsters we have, like 15 tipsters. Only one person managed to tip a worse MPO than me. <laughs> um, and that was Padre Thanks, Padre <laughs> I, I I tipped um, Simon Lazat. Um, and he got top 20. He got 17th. But just top 20 is just not getting it done. Nah. Nah. Um, and, then in the, and then in the FPO, I'm like, all right, back someone who's, you know, having a breakout season finishing consistently podium top fives top tens no worries all right go ahead tip cat merch finishes outside top 10 yeah what is actually going on <laughs> you jinxed this year i don't know what's going on yeah. but it's no yeah. good i did all right i ticked uh proctor um yeah he's just been so good all year i was like well it's a event so he'll play well so I picked him. He got fifth. I was very happy with that. And I went for uh, on, and she ended up third. So eight points for the weekend is, is very good. I'm back. I'd, I'd be destroying it if I didn't have this one horrendous week. <laughs> but they happened. So, oh, well. <laughs> uh, but it was pretty cool. Like, it was, uh, it was good to watch that final round. So Hammers and Sausage. Uh, I don't like that they call him the Goose. I don't know. He's to me, he's sausage. So, <laughs> like, I'm not mad sausage at sausage works better. Yeah, I'm not mad at the Goose, but I don't know. Americans just don't give nicknames right. I don't think. Uh, and he doesn't exactly give me um, 
on the other movie name escapes me. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Doesn't act, doesn't give me goose vibes. No, exactly. Uh, no. <laughs> he does have the mustache though, <laughs> but I just don't think he's that cool guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, hammers, uh, sausage, Coriolis, and Proctor were the final card. Proctor was never really in it. Like he was never far behind, but he was never, never really in it. And then uh, the the top three boys sort of really pulled away, and uh, yeah, it came down to the the final hole, and Sausage just stuffed it. Like you saw that, didn't you? He, what a yeah, yeah. what he played the safe game, knowing that they had to do something special to beat him, uh, and like yeah, great, it's all working out. They both. Uh, Ellis and Hammers through out of bounds. So you're like, yeah, sick. I just, how far do you think he went? It was like 40 meters. Yeah. And 100 feet. They said on commentary, like, like yeah. 30, 40 meters. <laughs> and he throws, and he throws it to like 10 Yeah. with an uphill putt to an elevator basket. I was like, he'll never make this putt. He can't putt. Yeah. He hadn't made a putt all weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. Um, and then Hammers hits the, that monster, Stepper. So, um, yeah, Sausage didn't deserve it. Good on you, Hammers. Yeah, and Hammers had made so many C2 putts um, for the weekend. Um, so, kind of was like written in the stars as he was lining that up. Um, I, I felt like it felt like a good thing. I thought he, I, I, yeah, I was pretty confident he was going to can that. Yeah, nah, for sure. Yeah, so like I, yeah, it was just destiny. You saw him out there. And sausage at ten, and you're like, well, he'll hit and he'll miss because that's how it is, and then yeah. that's how it is. So, and then I uh, can't remember what happened in the playoffs. Sausage stuffed something up again too, didn't he? Um, part four. Oh, he's missed another part. Yeah. Oh no, and he also um, he threw a, like a weird approach. He decided to throw like a backhand approach instead of a flick approach. Oh yeah, he'd been flicking all weekend, and then yeah, change. That's it. And then, yeah, he was at 12 or something. So he was like, well, I can't hear that. Yeah. Uh, Ezra Aderhold with another big event. He just pops off every once in a while for a top 10. So he's doing well. And your man, Brody Smith, in 11th. Yeah, so, um, two top 15s in a row for Brody. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and I uh, punched his ticket to USDGC. Ah, there you um, go. So every event, there's obviously like four or five players. Not every event, but a lot of events, four or five players earn their ticket to USDGC. Actually, do the same for the European cha- European Championship as well, um, and it punched his ticket for that as well. Nice. Um, and he yeah, he just recently put out a tweet saying that like he probably can't go like, and he loves obviously doing like a couple of European events, um, all the big guys do. But he's like, I haven't got a ticket like. <laughs> but then bang, two weeks later, he uh, yeah, he's shooting all right. Yeah, sick. There you go. Yeah. Um, and, and Isaac Robinson, Isaac Robinson, like, yeah, he's like him and Proctor. It's another event, so Isaac's probably going to play. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah, goodbye. He's just killing it lately. Uh, how'd the kid go? That uh, He was killing it for a while, didn't he? That, that child, the genuine Arons. child. Yeah. Yeah, Carter yeah. Aaron. End up 15th. Yeah. There you go. Pretty poor third round. Yeah. And yeah, not a great final, but yeah, still, he's 15. <laughs> Come 15th in a massive event. You know what I mean? He's ahead of Breslau, Lazard, <laughs> like everyone. Uh, yeah, crazy. 
Oh, and we do. Oh. How's um, Sexton? Well, Sex, Sexton missing cash. Uh, how long was it? It was it was forever. It's like fifteen years or something. Ridiculous. Yeah. So no, yeah, just you just got to give him massive props for for keeping it going for that long. I just can't imagine. Yeah, like I don't know if anyone will ever match that. Um, yeah, it was more events than most people will ever play in their lifetime. Yeah, yeah, so. and then this is what I want to know. I want to know like who are we watching now? Like who who currently has the longest running cash streak? Yeah, true. That'd those, be cool to know. That, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that coming out, but it's going to be nowhere near where Nate was. There's um look, there's a segment we've moved away from um the last few months. Oh yeah, yeah. Us. Um, and I thought, right, let's let's check in. I like let's check in. I know we're checking in on Bainey, um, and maybe maybe that needs to become our new segment as we've suggested. But if you do a little Control F on your laptop and type in Elijah, you will find Elijah's name um, on the on the Portland Open. Oh, I found it. Yeah, you just got to scroll to the DNF oh, section. What's he doing? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd maybe maybe that's on us. Maybe maybe he's like missing the shoutouts. I don't know. Could be. Sorry, mate. He's up to ten ten rated too. Come on, buddy. You got this. Let's go, Elijah. What's his What's his next tourney? I'll have a quick look. Uh, what's he got? Uh, Thursday morning league. <laughs> That's what he's playing a league somewhere. I love that. Uh, he'll be at the dynamic this open, so he'll come good then. Sweet. He'll come good then. <laughs> Sorry, Elijah. He won uh, a doubles contest the other day, so that's all right. Who's your hoser doubles? So that's huge. Yeah, that's some silverware. Exactly, 168 US. Good job, mate. Uh, and the FBO uh, Tatar showed up, so she won. Um, Shakara. Yeah, and there's not much like Sayonara played well again. She's finally. It's my favorite name to say. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I stole it. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, my girl on. Uh, yeah. Other than that, nothing. Uh, nothing too much to talk about. But yeah, just tata too good. Again. Good. Yeah. Yeah. She's a weapon. Uh, so one big thing that happened at the Portland Open was the spitouts. There was a, a mm-hmm. lot of talk of the spitouts, and uh, mm-hmm. I even saw Drew Gibson had a post saying that it might be time for the Pro Tour to come up with their own basket and that be the standard basket standard for nice. all yeah. events. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think there's some merit in that. And it's not like you can rock up to a golf, uh, golf course and play with different cup sizes as much as it would be nice to be putting towards a bucket. Um, <laughs> we don't. So, yeah, I think there's some merit in it. What I will say, one of our... Early, one of my earliest not likes was players who, um, you know, put into the bucket of splash outs and speed outs <laughs> of just shit putts. Um, and it, there's a bit of that, especially from sausage, some of sausage's putts. Yeah, yeah, don't count any of And just janky as. But having watched the coverage, you know, there were, there were some centered poles straight back out, which are always hard to see. And there were some, um, you know, spit throughs, yeah. Um, you know, pro side that go all the way and out the back, but 
yeah, I think there's some merit. I, I do think that there's a... Tr I'd be interested to see how what they would do. Like, I would be happy with the baskets that exist on the weekend being the standard basket. I think there is definitely a trend at the moment in pro disc golf to throw putts harder than I can throw my drives. <laughs> um, and I think part of the game, like, you know, you don't see basketballers, you know, winding up throwing the basketball as hard as they can. You know, the part of the game needs to be finesse and a part yeah. of putting needs to be finesse. Um, so I'd be interested to see what those standardized baskets, baskets were. I wouldn't be against the baskets that existed on the weekend. Yeah, that's a good thought. Against, yeah, I would be against Barwon Valley baskets. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a very good thought. I don't think anyone's really thought about that. Like, yeah, you assume that if you're gonna have something, you'll try to make the best one. But um, yeah, maybe it is something that you it sort of only catches in certain ways. Or yeah, that's that's not a bad thought. So you actually have to not just rip the shit out of it when you putt. Yeah, you got to up and in. Mm, yeah, cool. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. I Yeah, I could definitely see that being the thing as well. I could get around that. Um, it is a bit bizarre. Like, you know, we're so used to it because we just play whatever is in whatever course. But, um, yeah, when you really boil it down, exactly like you said with the cup sizes, uh, when you go play basketball, it's not like you play Moulton's in Denver and Spalding's in Miami. Like, it's the same ball. Um yeah, like we have a bit of difference with you know, AFL. The ground size changes. Same with uh, baseball, I think. But that's I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit different, and that's weird. It's weird that we do that. So um, yes, it's yeah. weird that Lords Lords is on a hill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay, yeah, I could I could definitely get around that. Uh, we also had the Glodio. Last yes, weekend, tell me about that. It, was, it, it was it was not not one I could follow. It wasn't wasn't metrics, was it? Nah, it wasn't metrics. Um, yeah, it was all just done on UDisc and sent into group chats and uh, very informal, but a lot of fun. So there was uh, nineteen of us competing. Huge twenty. Huge. Yeah, Tw uh, Dylan ended up coming for the doubles part to make twentieth. But we just did a solo round mixed cards to start off with. And the teams got made from that. So if whoever was the best scorer on the day, who I think was Aiden, ended up getting paired with the, the worst scorer of the day. And second, second worst, third, third worst. Bang. Uh, all the way through. So yeah, good idea by Daz. And then he combined the scores of the two players and averaged them. And then that was what your team score was on and which is pretty cool it was everything was within a stroke and a half i think oh, that's, so, that's huge yeah it worked out to be very good uh and then after that it was best shot doubles for 20 holes it was the so we started on the hard layout the blue i think at bald hill yeah the back nine layout for the first round and then we did the Second round was the easy layout nine, and then Daz has got like a special black, extra hard layout, back nine. Um, so that was a lot of fun, and I just happened to be in the perfect spot. I played exactly intermediate golf for the first round, and 
so did Sam Barnett, and we got paired together because we were right in the middle, like we were the last two names to be called. Uh, and that's actually a really good place to be when you're trying to play like golf like that. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, so we both kind of lit it up pretty good in that second round, and uh, I think we were eight down through the front ten. Uh, and then we managed to get two more birdies in the black nine with no bogeys and finished 10 down. There was uh, a couple groups on nine and eight, but only one other group managed to make the 10. That was uh, Dazza and um, Mitch. Mitch, yeah. Mitch Evans, forgot for a second. Uh, and they did it with a couple bogeys, so they were burning a lot more holes than we were burning, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, a couple birdies, which wasn't great. Uh, and then we had the same score coming in, so we had to do a little CTB throw-off from um, what was the tournament hole 10. We've played it sometimes from the footpath to the practice basket. And none... Yeah, so mine was no good, uh, but luckily Sam's was very good. Went through to about five or six metres, and then, yeah, none of the other boys could match it. So Sam and I... Took the chocolates. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Yeah. So the prize is really cool. Dazza just had a bunch of really good discs that he's had sitting around for a while, like cool stamps or you know, unique discs or tour series, stuff like that. And he'd wrapped them all up and he, yeah, gave away like a million of them, which was cool. So uh, whoever won their card in the first round got a disc. And then uh, he had this really cool poker game going on. So when you got a par on your, in your first round, you got a playing card. If you got a birdie, you got two. And there was a couple other things like um, throw-ins and stuff like that. But it was predominantly just pars and birdies that got you these cards. Uh, and then after the end of the round, you had to try to make your best poker hand. And so whoever had the best poker hand also got a disc. Uh, well, from each group, I think. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Just lots of discs going around. Um, yeah, it was really cool to see. CTPs got discs and a lot of really cool discs. So um, I ended up with a Cloudbreaker, a, um, a Chris Dickerson Buzz, and uh, this cool-looking Judge. So I was happy with that. Um, yeah, because I got snagged a CTP, actually. I was pretty happy with that, too. <laughs> But now a lot of fun, uh, cool little initiative by Daz. Tim Bollock brought a thousand, um, what do we call them, seltzers. I think nice. he must, yeah, he must work at like a brewery or have something to do with it. Because yeah, he had about a million of them. So we had a few eskies scattered around the course. And just grab as you want, as you go. And yeah, resp a little responsible drinking because we were all driving. But um, yeah, now very good fun. Shout out to Daz for a great night. And um, yeah, I'll definitely have to make sure I get to the next one. Super generous event. Um, yeah, Daz is known for putting on a good uh, event. Um, and Bald Hill is great for a great nighttime event. Sounds like fun to have by all. Yeah, for sure. So you and I had both seen this thing recently where Calvin was giving players ratings. Like, I don't know what... Tour, correct. Yeah, well, like, do you... Like, I remember seeing it, but I can't remember what it was on. 
Like, was it just randomly after rounds, or was it a uh, Jomez thing? Or no, nah, every year, every event they do a uh, player co- uh, conference. Um, I think they must just hit him up during the, those. That's my guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, we both just thought it was fantastic, like because he's Calvin so brutal, doesn't give a shit. You're just like, what do you think about this guy? driving out of 10 and he's like oh he can't throw far like six <laughs> like yes you know party bang uh so we thought we should do that for the melbourne people and definitely should we, yeah so we've come up with some criteria so driving putting mental game and card vibes so how how fun you are on a, a card and then we've left a spot open for a category that is going to be specific to whichever player we're going to rate. So who, who are we starting off with? Who, we, we were thinking about who could it be, and you came up with someone, and we're like, yes, this is the perfect person to start with. Who did you think of? Yeah, it had to be uh, someone that uh, our listeners would be familiar with. It had to be someone who was a, you know, just someone who's regularly out at the course, hucking discs and you know, that people could, you know, assess themselves. And someone who I would argue has probably been on a variety of cards, has played in a variety of states, uh, and obviously he's one of our boys. We're going to do Pat Utri. Yes, love that. Over in, uh, he's in Greece at the moment, living his best life. He's, he's on a bit of a holiday that. from, that. yeah. <laughs> so, no, I love that. Good, I'm, I'm excited. So, what do we do? So, you, uh, you'll... We'll both give a a number and then we'll average it. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I, that's exactly what we're going to do. Love so it. we've got driving, putting, card vibes, mental game, and then his special one is commitment to the game. Commitment to the game, I love that. It's a good special one for Pat. Yeah. So, out of five, out of per five. category, love it. What do you what do you got for Pat's driving? Uh, driving, I'm going to go um, with four. Me too. I, I think, yeah, the kid can throw far. Yeah, One. Way, further, way further than me. Um, could have been a five if some of those drives did not go sideways. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give him a four. I love it. And uh, and I think you're thinking the same as me. We're rating this like out of the Melbourne people. Like this, yeah, we're not course. comparing him to like Paul McBeth or anything like that. Like <laughs> no, 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 no. When it comes to like Melbourne crew, I'm giving Pat a four out of five for his driving. So nice, I like that. Well, putting, I'm going in a different, uh, different direction with the, <laughs> with that. <I'm laughs> Pat not exactly known for the putting. Um, I'm going to have to go the two. I think. Sorry, Pat. No. No, what are you? I thought, I thought you were going to hit him with a one. No, a two. A two is my number for him as well. And, the only thing that kept him off one was he is capable of, we all are, but he is capable of the occasional C2 make. Um, and so that got him to two. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Sounds good. So we got a uh, mental game. Where are you at with Pat's mental game? Um, look, I we're in different divisions. So I don't get to, like, I haven't played competitively many rounds with him and I feel like that's where you get, you're going to bring more intel yeah um, I can lead if you want you, you just want me to go real low so you can match it <laughs> no no I'll, uh, yeah I'll, look I was going to say three I'm going to say oh, three nah his mental game is as good as his putting I would have thought so 
I'm going two. I've no, seen, uh, yeah, I've seen <laughs> way too many. And it's more to do with once he loses a bit of interest that he just goes for funsies. <laughs> oh, see, this is, what, this is why I scored him a three. I was going to say, like, his mental game is like, he's elsewhere. Like, Oh, I get you. Yeah, I get, yeah, it's not really a mental breakdown, is it? He just yeah. goes, yeah, yeah. no, nah, right, I will bump it up then. We'll go three. Yeah, go three. I think that like he's like that's a skill I wish I had sometimes just to just actually to... be present without being present. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, sounds good. Uh, card vibes. I'm I'm going straight five for that. Oh, I love I yeah. love playing with Pat. Oh, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I don't. He never gets all butt hurt or anything like I do sometimes. So I'm straight yeah. five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, we're gonna let's keep it consistent. Let's let's score in five as well. And my reason for five is what I said about. His mental game is like, if if I know I could trust, if I was in a funk, but I was on Pat's card, he would like make me talk about some other random gambling problem, and I'd be like, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> nice. And now Cat's uh, Pat's special category, uh, yep. commitment to the game. What do you think? Um, all right, he. I'm going. This might be controversial, but can I give a zero? Hundred <laughs> percent. It has to be zero. Like Pat, I think he's gone to the UK without his frisbees. No, I don't. know. I feel like he, oh, I don't know. He was talking about bringing them for sure. Like he was yeah. talking about bringing all seven hundred kilos of his discs. Uh, and there, he has not once hit the course since he got to the UK. Which, how long has it been? Oh, eight months. I don't know. It's been ages. Yeah. Yeah. So That's a zero crazy. for sure. Zero yeah. commitment to the game. So, four driving, two putting makes six, mental game three makes nine, card vibes, card vibes five makes 14, and commitment gives him nothing. So, 14 out of 25 for Pat. There we go. There's as the a, bar. There's as the a bar disc golfer. Yeah. So, anyone out there who's listening, if you have someone that you want to have rated, let us know. And uh, we'll, we'll start adding them to the list. I'll bombard. I'll bombard Instagram over the next few days. I'll put up. I'll put up a bunch of different things, but I'll also put up an opportunity for you to uh, send if you keen to submit your Padutri scores. If you think we've been generous yes. or, or too hard, uh, let us know. Love that we'll scored Padutri as well. Love that for sure. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think that rolls us right into spotlight. Not like. Beautiful. Love it. So I've got a spotlight that I would like to get out there now, I reckon. So it's, got, it's probably going to start as a not light, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at the Vic Open, my man Glenn Maisie had a real rough time. Uh, real rough time. And then, what is it? We played the Melbourne Celebrates Day, uh, Melbourne Disc Golf Day, first round. Rough. Rough round, Glenn Maisie. I was like, oh, no. One of the most consistent disc golfers I know. He's starting to fall into a bit of a heap. I'm, I'm starting to worry about the man. And then that second round, he torched it. Came back very strong. Put up the second best score in outer vision. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was hot. And it, uh, he almost chased me. I had a pretty handy lead on him. He almost chased me down. He caught up with Chris Hart to finish equal third. So I was like, oh, he's starting to roll. And then at the social day, as you pointed out, hot round by him, neg eight, 
with a couple bogeys, and he said some couple parts he wouldn't mind having it back. But it sounds like Glenn, after a little fall off, is now surging back into his standard excellence. So my spotlight, Glenn Maisie, well done, battling through, getting back. It's been a stud. Well done, great spotlight by you. I love the fact that we don't share our spotlight, not lights, before we record. Oh, okay. no. Why? Is that yours? No, no, it's oh. not. But it is a great segue. My spotlight has to go to Sean Maisie. <laughs> so I mentioned at the outset uh, when I was talking about the league that obviously I got to play on the Maisie card with uh, Sean Owen and Glenn. Uh, great card vibes. They would score very well in that category and just, just good all round. But Sh- Sean, I swear, did not miss a C1 putt. And Sean, I don't think, had a putt inside five metres. Like, the kid constantly had to make putts from between five and ten, and he made them all the entire round um, to finish um, six under. Unfortunately for Sean, uh, because of the new out, uh, layout, there was no uh, handicap results, but um, I'd have to go back. But I'm very, very confident that if handicap results existed, six under for Sean... Uh, would have put him well and truly in the handicap mix. He shot like well above his metrics rating there. Again, it's hard to say without the course being rated. Um, but he was just clutch on the green. Now, I shot, obviously I shot 12 under. I played pretty well. Um, I need to figure out exactly when this happened. It doesn't really matter. But what I want to say is at one stage, Sean got the box um, and it took me like eight holes to get it back. <laughs> like I, and I, and I, I shot a twelve under. Like he just like was birdieing every hole that I was birdieing and parring, uh, the whole, or birdieing the holes that I was parring. Uh, and there was a stretch there where like it was a running joke where I couldn't get the box back because Sean was torching it. Um, and but I was most impressed by his putting, like super impressed by his putting. So he gets my spotlight this week. Excellent, love that. Good spotlight. Very good spotlight. I found it. You took a bogey. On hole 13, and Sean took a par. And yeah. then, yeah, from then on, you guys went shot for shot for a while. So, yeah. now nah, very nice. Cool. I do like that spotlight. So, you mentioned how we don't tell each other our spotlight, not lights. And that is uh, very true until today when uh, we were on the, we were call, on the call just before we started recording. And I... I said to Chris, I said, there's really, there's really only one not light this week, isn't there? And <laughs> I think you were like, oh, you, yeah, it must, if you're saying that, then we must have the same one. So <laughs> um, <laughs> we talked about Bainey and how he's uh, tearing it up over there in, in Europe. Well, if any of you have Bainey on Instagram, you might have noticed some of his stories and is stalkery a good yeah. <laughs> good way to describe it? Stalkery, creepy, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. No, not many good words come to mind. If if I like, I I have made the comment. And I stand by it. Like, if I was in Paul's shoes, right, and Ella was here in Australia, as as is, I imagine Hannah is probably back in the states. Ella would be calling the cops. Like, <laughs> she wouldn't be comfortable if she followed Bainey on Instagram. I, I, I just have to call it. That's how, that's how yeah. I see it. 
So yeah, everyone get <laughs> everyone get on Instagram and uh, find Luke Bain and and check out his stories. So uh, he's he's just an excited young man who is near his idol in Paul Macbeth, but I think you're just a little too excited, Bainey. Uh, might need to reel it back in. I'm not sure if he sees some of these, like, telephoto yeah. <laughs> lens shots that you're taking of him. Um, and one it, of them, they were in a car together, slide, yeah? And, yeah, yeah. And then that the car one didn't slide past me that he didn't tag Paul either. He tagged Paul in a couple of the other ones. But yeah. the car one, Paul did not get a tag. Yeah, so um, we love we love you, Bainey, but you gotta you gotta chill out. You're one of the big dogs now. You can't be creeping on them like that. So you're our joint, our first ever joint, not light. Yeah. Bane's in Bane's Instagram. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well, this was cool. Very nice little impromptu one. Came out good, I reckon. Uh, yeah, love that. Um, now I haven't said this for the last couple of podcasts, but you'll see, obviously I put up on Instagram, C1, C2, fairway hit or off fairway. Don't know if you can hear Theo carrying on in the background, but, um, yeah, give us a rating and, um, yeah, Instagram will be busy this week. Nice. Love it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace out.